and welcome to the podcast devoted entirely to the show that is the Great British Bake Off. It was the first ever caramel week in the tent, so ironically, things were never going to run smoothly. Prue managed to set a technical challenge that no one had ever heard of. It was so unheard of that Noel was forced to go to the Netherlands and pretend to be interested in a man who makes waffles for a living. This week, Liam obviously confused the signature bake with the showstopper as he spent a lot of time arranging his millionaire shortbread into the shape of Tetris. Tom, on the other hand, ran out of time and left his in one big slab. That doesn't really sound like a problem to me. Sounds like a standard Wednesday night. This week, I'm joined by Joe. Hello. You are a massive Bake Off fan, aren't you, Joe? I'd like to use the word super fan, if I may grin. So this week in the tent, it was the first ever Caramel Week. I'm not sure whether I was into it or not, because for me, there's a limited amount of things you can do with caramel. I mean, the first one we had was the millionaire shortbread. That's what everyone thinks about. Obvious, yeah. yeah. Obviously. Second one, Stroop waffles. I have, n- I have never seen that. It's not a waffle. Don't... <laughs> That's what I was saying. Not a waffle, indeed. Not a waffle, fake waffle. Yeah. Uh, third one, seriously, showstopper, please bake a caramel, caramel cake. cake. Shit the bed. (laughs) Come on. What else were you expecting? Shocker. My exact same reaction was, apart from millionaire shortbread, what can you basically do here? Challenge one, God, it's really tricky when you make caramel because you can't let it crystallise. Challenge two, oh, it's really tricky when you make caramel. It just did that for the whole episode. So I don't think it works because I don't think it's enough. Whereas with bread wheat, there's so many different types of bread you can make. There's so many different styles, flavours, whatever. Caramel's caramel. Exactly. And I mean, I was looking at some of the things they did here. Uh, Tom, obviously, who, you know, spoiler alert, if you weren't watching, uh, was eliminated, did stem ginger caramel millionaire shortbread. Who wants that? This is where I had a problem because Caramel Week, you just think, right, so they're all going to make the same millionaire shortbread. They obviously were trying to just grab at straws and come up with some weird ingredients. I'll just chuck that in the caramel. It'll make me stand out and be a bit different. Kate, for example, bought some bay leaves. No, I don't want leaf in my caramel. No, I don't want bay leaf in anything. I don't want it in my curry, let alone in a cake Um, or or a millionaire shortbread. I want to eat a millionaire shortbread because seriously, if I went to a shop and went, oh, I have a millionaire shortbread and I sort of took a bite and there was a bit of a bay leaf. Someone had put some opium seeds in it or whatever. Yep. You know, someone else had decided to put hazelnut on top. No, I just want a millionaire shortbread. I don't, un- it does irritate me on Bake Off when people decide, oh, you know, I'm going to be a bit different, so I'm going to put kale in my trifle. It's like, no, <laughs> you just a make trifles. a trifle. I love a trifle. Do you? I do love a oh, trifle. I'm really Weirdly, not a fan. though, you're not a fan of a trifle. I hate jelly with a passion. I hate it. I feel like that stems death. from something from when you eat in your childhood. What, what, I what don't do believe hate? so. I don't know. I've just. You I've never liked jelly. Never liked jelly at all. I was no fan of Do you remember your first parties. time trying it? Do you remember that reaction, that moment? My mum used to make on a Saturday night, either she used to buy in a Vianetta or. Or should make orange jelly with orange pieces in. It was disgusting. It doesn't sound overly appetising, I'll be honest. Not particularly. It was very 70s. Yeah. And we're talking 1999. <laughs> she was still making Someone's it. Someone's a little bit stuck in the in the past. I mean, that's Kent for you, yeah. if you've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> Never liked jelly ever since. So maybe it stems from that. But maybe. That's my problem with trifle. I do. No, see, I like a trifle. I do like a trifle. Not as much as I like a treacle sponge. I, I would go for a treacle sponge. Cho- I think chocolate cake is always a, some form of chocolate cake. Be it a brownie, be it a cake, be it a a, a mousse perhaps, some form, it will always be top of my list, then treacle, but trifle probably be a third The signature bake, a lot of people ran out of time, and to be honest a millionaire shortbread seems quite simple in my mind, Mm. I know lots of people didn't get it right, but it's three layers, Mm. keep it basic 
Keep it as it is. Don't add fancy ginger and stuff in. Yeah, don't do that. Make sure it sets. You're done, right? But some people seem to be taking forever. They still had their like mm. uh, plastic wrapping around them. They still had them in slabs of the slab mm. of shortbread. Still hadn't cut it up. I don't really understand how that happened. I wonder if it's stress or youth, because flow. Sorry, oh, the youth. youths of today. Yes. No, but flow. God bless her soul. Not that she's, she's dying, but dead. she's well, she's dead from the program <laughs> in my eyes. No, I love Flo because she was very chilled, very relaxed. She was having a cup of tea most of the time. I hardly saw a bait. She was just drinking the tea. But it's because she was always finished early. So it must be possible. So I reckon people just panic and faff, which I don't blame them for because there are those kind of people. I'm that kind of person who I'm fine at doing something, but the second someone's watching me, that's when I get anxious. Like I remember when I used to play the piano. Just a fun fact for you folks. played the <laughs> piano for 15 years, only got to grade two. And spent two and a half years playing Mamma Mia, the song. Took two and a half years to learn that, folks, because me and my piano teacher used to talk about, you know, life after death and weird topics like that. I digress. I'd be fine doing it at home. Soon as I was there and you've got Paul giving that irritating stare, I'd lose time. That's what would happen. So I reckon that might be what it is, is that people stress out. People also like making things really overcomplicated, though. Um, James, someone who has still not shined in the tent for me, he's still just sort of... Who is James? He's not sort of there in the forefront. He's still sort of in the background, sort of a bit hidden. I feel like this week he tried to get out of his shell. He obviously Mm. had a conversation at home with his wife about how do I excel (laughs) on the Bake Off a bit more. And she went, just do something a bit more extravagant. So he brings out his millionaire shortbread this week and he tries to put some gold leaf on the top of it. Never tried it before. Sandy never tried it before. But, you know, they thought, let's do that. Let's include some gold leaf i didn't even go well at all no I just... and his showstop if i remember was a bit of was just a bit bland it was like something your nan baked i think pudding week could be tutty by to james I, I worry so? he was in danger this week and he's just got that week five feeling for me <laughs> i can't see him in week, <laughs> week six if i feeling. picture week six i'm not sure i can see him there which is a shame because i like him very much People went to great lengths last week to come up <laughs> with their millionaire shortbreads to make them that yes. little bit different. I mean, Jan, she had a little stencil of the queen. They kept calling it Banksy millionaire shortbreads. Yeah. It's not Banksy because we know it comes from Jan. <laughs> and also, he he doesn't do that. I mean, she didn't graffiti it. It was, also, it was do the you queen. Think, do you think they kept saying that it looked like Prue? I don't think it looked anything like Prue. No, is, are they basically just saying a, an old posh woman? Yeah. Basically, it's just, yeah, you're old, you're posh. You're on a you're on a cake thing. It's not a cake. It's a shortbread, isn't it? Oh, I don't even know what they are anymore, what, what Joe. Do you give Yan? They've sort of built her up to be this rather eccentric baker. You know, someone a little bit different. She plays football. She goes yeah. to work on a scooter. She's had that scooter injury <laughs> under her chin. Can I say the scooter clip? One of my highlights of this series. If you're if you're out there and you ride a scooter, reevaluate yourself. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I think that anyone who rides a bicycle over the age of 13 is a bit weird and we're never going to get on. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those things that I feel like I have to get off my chest regularly because I can't understand why grown adults like to cycle around. I've yep. got a problem with Paul a little bit. I feel like he's evolved into someone I don't like very much. He has now moved on to secondary school and he's sort of acting up a little bit to look cool. Do you know what? I was just going to say this because I was thinking about this as I sort of drove over here. What's basically happened is, you know, in school where you get someone who is quite sort of a quietly gifted person, quite talented, quite nice to everyone, you know, quite gifted. Yep. And everyone goes, oh, you know, Johnny's a nice guy. In this case, <laughs> Paul's a nice guy. And then suddenly it gets to kind of year nine or whatever, hormones kick in. He, you know, starts putting a bit of hair, gel in his hair yep, and you go, oh, hang on a minute. 
that's different. And before you know it, he's hanging out with the cool kids and he's doing whatever at parties and he's become an obnoxious so-and-so. That's kind of where I feel like what is happening with Paul. Definitely. I think it's sort of also that, oh, wait, everything's a bit different. Supply teacher is here. Yes. Sort of the supply teacher you can act up because the real person in charge isn't here. I still haven't got that rid of that feeling of missing Mary. I'm missing Mel and Sue, to be perfectly honest with you. Really? Do you think it's lacking? When they all left and it was leaving, I was disgusted, adamant. I thought, you know, Love Productions, greedy, all the rest of it. I was absolutely <laughs> yeah. seething about it. Because I think as importantly, it's a quintessentially British show and the BBC, Love Them or Hate Them, are a quintessentially British company and it just fitted and worked there. So that was my problem. Whereas equally, it was a bit weird because Channel 4's remit's quite sort of innovative, new, cool, bit different. So, you know, village country fair style themed programme, a little bit odd. My problem is how I describe it now, the new Bake Off, is it's like lasagna for me, okay? (laughs) Brilliant. It's like lasagna in the sense that I enjoy lasagna. If I go out to a restaurant and lasagna's on the menu, I'm probably going to order lasagna. But... Every time I'm eating lasagna and I'm not at home, I'm wishing I was eating my mum's lasagna. It's a little bit weird with Noel in the sense of Mel and Sue, when they used to do it, it was not that they were being fake, but when they were there, it was a performance. They were at work, they were performing, everything was a bit exaggerated and they were doing their double act. Yeah, they were obviously presenting. Exactly, their job. Yeah. No, it kind of feels like he's not at work. It's almost like him popping up in your kitchen. It, it's <laughs> yes. so laid back and kind of, oh, what are you, what are you making? Cake. Great. Oh, yeah. Cool. You putting anything in it? Yeah. Chocolate. See ya. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a little bit laid back. You sort of think that back. Noel is sort of a ghost appearing. Yes. Just to have a little bland chat with he, someone and then going back into the background. He has got that ghosty kind of quality. I feel like every week on this podcast now we have to talk about what the hell they're all wearing. <laughs> because whoever they've hired to be, you know, the the costume designer, yeah. if you can call them costumes yeah, well, in television. That's stylist, what I'm going I guess, with. is the other stylist. word. Stylist. There you go. Whoever the stylist is, um, they've got a wacky idea of what people want to see and how they want to dress well what's quite weird as well is you've got three people who all look like you know they've kind of got they've kind of gone to some sort of fancy dress party yeah, except you're look... not sure which fancy dress party it is exactly they look like they've been on Gokwan's how to look good naked yes and paul has been left out yeah sat at home watching reruns of top gear <laughs> and thinks those jeans look quite nice if i remember this week with caramel week that we've just had so you had sort of i think noel was in sort of a pinky kind of florally weird I thought patterns. it had ice cream. Yes, on. it had ice creams yeah. on and it was sort of very floaty and long with his jeans. Sandy had a usual kind of floral kind of slightly librarian-esque yep. on a nice day top. And then you had Prue with those ridiculous necklaces that make her look like some sort of S&M kind of, you know, Either that or the enthusiast. child's game that you get at the doctor's surgery in the waiting yes, room. Yes, the abacus. <laughs> yes. A little bit like that. Yes, you're right. It is weird. It, it is really weird. Uh, this week especially, I feel like Sandy and Noel were sort of dressed very similar yeah she was in a floral pastel blue top but he was in an ice cream pastel pink and they just look like they're in couples pajamas yeah. like they were they just woken up on a sunday morning sat down watching sunday brunch looked over at each other and thought yeah you know yeah. we're obviously a couple that's what's happened <laughs> well the only thing i find weird is that i don't i can't work out what their relationship's meant to be it's so channel four though it's such <laughs> a channel four thing to to do it's kind of channel four are kind of like the people who it's like someone give, brings in a trifle and everyone goes, oh, that's such a beautiful trifle. It's very traditional and all the rest of it. And then randomly, Tim gets out a sledgehammer and just smashes it. 
that's kind of what they do. It's kind of everything's as you... Oh, wait a minute. Yep. There's oh. your... There's Noel Fielding for some reason. It's a similar <laughs> thing on most of their programmes. I like the idea that Channel 4 now can just take BBC programmes but just put Noel Fielding in and it instantly becomes theirs. That would be... F- oh, they should do Mastermind that Mastermind with Noel, Noel Fielding. Fielding. Escape to the country <laughs> with, with Noel, Noel Fielding. Fielding. The technical bait this week was to make 12 Stroop waffles. Mm. Again, never heard of it. Why haven't I heard of any of these bakes before? <laughs> I feel like I've not spent enough time down the baking aisle of the yeah. supermarket. I don't think you'd find a Stroop waffle in co-op, though. No, you wouldn't. No. But they mean syrup waffles, apparently. Oh. Yes. That's Stroop, apparently. Stroop Danish. Dutch. Oh, Dutch. Danish. Yeah. Is it Danish? Danish. Sandy Toxvig's Danish. It's Dutch, I believe. Got it. Right. Um, so they had to make 12 of those. Apparently you get them in Starbucks, can have them with your coffee. Oh. Yeah, but I just thought it was a very strange challenge. And it was weird. Is it Prue's first technical challenge? No, she must have had... No, no, she had chocolate rolls the first week. That was her challenge. Oh, I also hated mini rolls. Yeah, that was her mini rolls. Maybe Prue isn't a proper baker and really she's just (laughs) thinking, what have I eaten when I've been on a coffee date once? (laughs) The inclusion of the Stroop waffle caused the return of those historical VTs. I hate the historical VT. (laughs) I think most people do. I couldn't keep that in because I thought they'd gone with the adverts. Yeah, so did I. We didn't need to see a presenter going back and looking at what, you know... Tudor people yeah. did to make bread or and something. Talking to Andrews had the best day of his life because someone finally cares about, you know, the butter stirrer from 182. 18 <laughs> 18 well. Unless it was just less airtime or they felt, as you've said, because no one has a fucking clue what a Stroop waffle is, <laughs> yeah. that they needed to do it. I don't I know bet why. That's what Maybe it was. that is what it no is. No one knew what it was. All the technical bakes were horrendous. We needed mm. to teach the audience a little bit about a Stroop waffle because everyone yes. was just running around panicking and swearing. <laughs> Prue obviously had a meltdown. This is why they couldn't show it. And so they had to go, right, now we need to teach the British public about Stroop yeah. waffles because otherwise this episode is just at a loss. I reckon you're right. I reckon Prue went ape on all of them i I reckon she she was seething absolutely furious i can't remember a challenge where everyone's been crap no i think that's the first time it's ever happened i can't remember one in my memory of bake-off that where you know there's not even been a a little glimmer of hope they've all produced grainy caramel i was really cross this week because street waffles you didn't bake them they had to go out and buy waffle makers the oven didn't even get a look in I, you you didn't know, even, I hadn't picked up on that, yeah. Didn't even turn it on. But they, they obviously went out. Someone in the production team had to go out and buy, like, however many bakers left, nine, nine identical yeah. pastel-coloured waffle makers, purely for Prue's task. God, I bet, I bet she's a massive diva. I think so. I reckon she's like, you get me one, or I'm going back to Great British menu. I don't know why when I do Prue, it's always pissed, <laughs> but that's kind of how I see her. I always find it interesting, because I did read a tweet which I thought summed it up quite nicely, which is, Mary's like your grandma who lets you stay up an hour later and gives you sweets. Prue's your grandma that makes sure you've eaten your vegetables and doesn't let you watch the television. I do remember when it first came out, remember that, that first picture of all four of them together? And <laughs> someone just... put a tweet up, <laughs> like, when Dad tells you about your uh, his other family yeah. or something. Exactly. Genius. Dad's new family. Absolutely genius. Because it did. It was exactly like that. that... I'm having an issue now with the Hollywood handshake. Oh, I hate the Hollywood handshake because it's just, they've made it into a gimmick. They've made it into a thing that happens. He knows he has power with that handshake to make people go, oh my God, thank you so much. No, a man has just shook your hand. Get over it. I mean, I thought he was losing it when last week he went and sat... um, (laughs) 
in Stephen's chair. Yeah, Instead, he needed to go above the handshake. I thought the handshake was done. I prayed the handshake was done. <laughs> but sadly not. It came out this week again with Liam. And he just oh. seems so happy about Liam's it. Liam's reaction is what pissed me off. I know. Oh, it was like, it, honestly, it was like, it's like poor Hollywood is Jesus walking through a leper town. And people <laughs> are like, touch me, touch me, Lord, touch me, please. You know, and they're all begging for it. And he touches it and they all go nuts. Liam went nuts over it. It's like someone, had, I don't know, told him he was dating a supermodel. It's unbelievable. Again, I, do, I wouldn't shake his hand, no matter how good my bake was. If he went in with the hand, I'd be like, no, yeah. actually, I think I'd be all right for like a a fiver yeah. or something. Just, just, just give me a fiver. Just touch, yeah. Just, just. Uh, I want to touch that. Moving on to the showstopper this week. As I said, caramel cake. Who knew? Snorefest, yeah. Yeah. So they had to add a lot of other things onto the caramel cake to make it sound more showstoppery, a bit more extravagant, but also really just grabbing at straws to try and make caramel week go a little Wasn't bit further. Like wispy sugar or something there. Spun to... sugar Spun was a requirement. Sugar. I think they also had some brittle that they had to make of some kind. <laughs> tells you how bad I think they were when I genuinely in my head and I rewatched this this morning folks I can't really the only one I can sort of picture is Stephen's crown that I think collapsed on itself a lot of them did sort of collapse on themselves I mean it must be quite hot in the tent with yeah. all those ovens and stuff so trying to you know spin sugar and make nests that sort of stay up in a perfect form they were all drooping they were all melting well do you remember it was kind of the I like to call it the great heat because the great melt <laughs> yes. of uh, I believe 2013 or 14 was when I don't even remember this but when they were baking, doing baked Alaska yep. and Diane left Ian's ice cream out of the fridge and it melted and he just served the bin yep. brilliant gold the whole sponge sugar thing was hilarious because people were doing it in all different ways and my favourite bit is when someone didn't get it right because they were literally getting a fork in the caramel and then waving it about just getting caramel everywhere and none of it was spun, yes, if that's the word. Not at all. No, and, I believe that is the technical yes. term, yes. And James, bless him, oh. when he was doing his sponge sugar, he had a pipe and he went, just a pipe I brought from the garage. <laughs> Okay, just found it in the garage. <laughs> Some people were using like the mixing bowls. Other people were using sort of two like skewers poked out from the table mm. and sort of spinning it over that. But just the idea <laughs> that he thought, oh god, how am I going to spin my sugar? I need I need something. And his wife's there going like, oh, just you know. Get I imagine out of the his kitchen. wife's called Joan. Jo- yes, Joan is there trying to read a magazine. Yeah. Just J- James, just go in the garage or something. It might be something in the shed. Actually, what's happened is that Joan has now had to put up with a flooded bathroom all week because James <laughs> hacked away at the bathroom pipe <laughs> behind the loo just because he was so yep. desperate for something to wrap his sugar around. Oh, gosh. And he's like, yes, I found it in yes. the garage, yep. not in our bathroom. A couple of other pet peeves of this series of Bake yep. just to bring them up now. Right, first one, we get it. You've moved to Channel 4, <laughs> and Stop Channel 4 wants it. it to be better. We get every bloody challenge. I swear to God, one of the two voiceovers, either Noel or Sandy, is going, this is the hardest challenge we've ever had on <laughs> Bake Off, or this is the stickiest challenge we've ever had on Bake Off. That's not really a title you want. Why do you want that? I They're, don't know. Uh, in the history, every week, it's this is something in the history of Bake Off, or this is... A, it's just kind of like, do you know what? We get it. The main thing I am not liking about this series of Bake Off is that most of the bakes they do don't require any skill. Yeah. They are just gimmicks. Like the whole thing, I feel like someone's yes. gone on Facebook or BuzzFeed and thought, 
what's trending what is the most trending bake you can find so we're getting all this crap of like blue caramel green sponge sugar yes. it's like why colored bread sculptures the other week no just make some fancy bread I'm gonna give you an amen to that thank you because that's how strongly i agree are you someone that gets annoyed when they cry i don't know if that gets annoyed when they cry mm. i mean when nadia won yes I thought that was lovely at the yeah, end so when she I, actually yeah. properly cried because she was so happy that she'd won and she could now conquer the world. I thought that was great. <laughs> Isn't that great that comes from cake? It, I, I know. remember watching that and she's like, you know, I'm never going to put a label on myself again. I'm never going to tell myself. No. That's come from baking sponge. Exactly. And I was sat there going, I am so inspired right now. What yes. is wrong with me? <laughs> um, but when in this, they're like, oh, I've really disappointed poor Hollywood because my caramel was grainy. That... Mm, just, yeah. just you know, lock it. it up. Go on to the next challenge. Stacy, what do you mm. think of Stacy? Stacy did my head in for a lot of the beginning episodes yeah. because her bakes didn't seem to be very accomplished. I mean, she baked something, but it, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. But it sort of looked like Mum making something for her kid's birthday party. Yeah. It didn't really look like professional. Oh my God, baker need to try that. Mm. Um, this week for her showstopper, especially, she had that big sort of slab of chocolate cake and poured the caramel icing over the top, but it just went see through and it didn't look very appetising. Like snot, didn't it? It did. It was just sort of a Little big phlegm. slab of chocolate cake, which I don't even know would have looked good if it did have the proper no. caramel on. Pudding week, I think, is going to be a big one. Because, you know, you've you've already said your trifle's going to be in it. I've Hopefully. seen a little bit of the trailer, yeah. and there's Ooh. some of those sort of old-school puddings, the one you make in sort of a... Uh, a bowl with like a cloth lid on, oh. sort of like a spotted dick thing. <laughs> I think they've only gone with spotted dick for the obvious reasons. Now, on that actually, yeah. Do you feel like the innuendos have almost become too... That they're almost trying to literally with both camera and with voice mark out... By, by the way, guys, in case you didn't realise, that, that was a comment about Kate, but it sounded like he was talking about penis. It's exactly. Kind of, do you know what, That's what it feels like this season. It is. I mean... They're not innuendos anymore. No. Someone thought, okay, we need to get the innuendos in there, but they don't know the actual dictionary definition of what an innuendo <laughs> is. So they're just being rather explicit. Yeah. Like when Stacey was putting her fingers into her cottage loaf the other week, oh, I'm like, um, it's not innuendo. Most of Britain is going to be sitting watching it with their whole family. Yeah. Can you stop doing that? Yeah. But this week as well, she goes to Prue and she goes about the, 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 the spun sugar on her showstopper. Oh, I just wanted a bigger erection. And it's almost like they both looked at the camera and kind of went... A Ricky Gervais look. Yeah, like a Ricky a Gervais wink. kind of... Hello. Yeah. What have I said there? Something about an erection. I mean, I'm waiting for someone to go, oh, look at my look at my baguette, it looks like a penis. We've and just already come had, out with it. look at my snail, it looks like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed this week, because they did it last week with Flo, and they keep doing it, and it's killing the suspense. You know they've got all these ludicrous ad breaks. As soon as the showstopper finishes, then they have them eating the showstopper, then they have another break, and then it's the results. In the showstopper... Once they, they say time's up and it's the it's just going into the break before they come back and they do the tasting and you have the title cards in the little corner, it always, on that last shot before that break, cuts to the person who's going to get kicked out. Does Watch it? it this week on Pudding Week. It did it this week with Tom. It, d it did it last week on Flow. It always shows Ooh, the person okay. who's going to go out, sat there, and or stood there looking really stressed as the title down. card comes on. What it is is they've put that there because mm. they know no one really wants to watch that extra, like, 15 minutes. That's it. They've put it there to show you who, who goes out so everyone else can hop back over to BBC One to catch up on Dr Foster. Dr Foster, that's what it is, yeah. 
Tom was the unlucky one to leave the tent this week Aww. after a slightly disastrous showstopper where he started baking the cake went oh that's gone wrong I'll do it again but I don't believe he ever did it again and just served up what was there in the first place Tom's was just shit well Tom didn't really go big with it no he just put did he put a fake bird on the top I was really or was irritated. that just in the drawing no 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 in the drawing I saw a bird on his hummingbird cake and thought yeah. oh my goodness he's going to attempt an entire yeah. caramel bird sculpture instead it was like just a, a blue polystyrene thing with some feathers on stuck on the top of a cake in a spun sugar nest but that was come on spun sugar nest it's the same color as sugar obviously a nest it's literally just doing the wavy thing you wave it and then you scrunch it up in a ball look i've made a nest i've made a nest and he was so proud of it he was going oh i've got the nest now hey i've got the nest it's gonna be safe it's like nope you're not because you've put fake flowers on a cake with a bit of sugar on the top if you can mess up a sponge it's time to go home. Probably shouldn't be on Bake Off, Come should on. you? Come like, yeah. if on. You're, if you're there doing, oh, yeah, I'm finessing all my sugar icing, I've got all this delicate, but I can't do a sponge, that's a problem. You're not going to sell many books if you can't bake a sponge. Not really. That's the first thing you learn in cookery school I, or I, baking school, I would imagine honest. that. I feel like the first thing in cookery school is cook an egg. Yes, probably. And then Balls first and thing pasta. in baking school is make a sponge yeah make a sponge yeah I would, I would imagine so do you know what the problem with tom is and i don't know if you feel this but there are a few this year who i'm like that with i forget he's in the show <laughs> yeah until and he I'm, comes yeah up and, and i'm like, watching oh, yeah, it and i go you. oh that guy you're yes you are still in it it's it's weird there's been a few of them this year where it's kind of like oh of course do you think tom should have gone out then yeah me too i i think it was it was home time it was curtains for tom i wanted our boy James to stay in. I was worried for him. I think if there'd been a deadlock like there is on Strictly or whatever, he would have been the second one down there. You know, do you know what? No disrespect to Tom, but boring. <laughs> so You know, he's also Scottish, which means you think his shortbread would be all right. Yeah, you, you would think you'd be able to do it. He didn't, you know, ice my cake. <laughs> whatever think, that means. Brilliant. I think on that note, I think we'll leave it there, to be honest, Joe. Thank you so much for coming on. You're more than welcome. It's been a treat. It's been great. I cannot wait for Pudding Week now, purely to see whether there's a trifle on it. If there's a trifle, I expect your next show to start with the celebration of that. If you've enjoyed this episode, why not leave a review here on iTunes? Or if you want to hear more and see videos, head over to Facebook and type in In The Mix. 